O Passes to India, Chapter 27 Aziz, are you awake? No. So let us have a talk. Let us dream plans for the future. I am useless at dreaming. Good night then, dear fellow. The victory banquet was over and the revelers lay on the roof of plain Mr. Julfikar's mansion asleep or gazing through mosquito nets at the stars. Exactly above their heads hung the constellation of the lion, the disk of Regulus so large and bright that it resembled a tunnel, and when this fancy was accepted, all the other stars seemed tunnels too. Are you content with our day's work, Cyril? The voice on his left continued. Are you? Except that I ate too much. How is stomach? How head? I say, Pannalal and calendars will get the sack. There will be a general move at Chandrapur, and you will get promotion. They can't well move me down, whatever their feelings. In any case, we spend our holidays together and visit Kashmir, possibly Persia, for I shall have plenty of money. Paid to me on account of the injury sustained by my character, he explained with cynical calm. While with me, you shall never spend a single pie. This is what I have always wished, and as the result of my misfortunes, it has come. You have won a great victory, began Fielding. I know, my dear chap, I know. Your voice need not become so solemn and anxious. I know what you are going to say next. Let, oh, let me squest it off being so, so that the English may say, here is a native who has actually behaved like a gentleman. If it was not for his black face, we would almost allow him to join our club. The approval of your compatriots no longer entrust me. I have become anti-British and ought to have done so sooner. It would have saved me numerous misfortunes, including knowing me. I say, shall we go and pour water onto Muhammad Latif's face? He's so funny when this is done to him asleep. The remark was not a question but a full stop. Fielding accepted it as such and there was a pause, pleasantly filled by a little wind which managed to brush the top of the house. The banquet Though riotous had been agreeable, and now the blessings of leisure, unknown to the West, which neither works or idols, descended on the motley company. Civilization strays about like a ghost here, revisiting the ruins of empire, and is to be found not in great works of art or mighty deeds, but in the gestures well-bred Indians make when they sit or lie down. Fielding who had dressed up in native costume, learned from his excessive awkwardness in it that all his motions were makeshifts, whereas when the Nawab Bahadur stretched out his hand for food or Nureddin applauded a song, something beautiful had been accomplished which needed no development. This restfulness of gesture, it is the peace that passed understanding. After all, it is the social equivalent of yoga. When the whirring of action ceases, it becomes visible and reveals a civilization which the West can disturb but will never acquire. 
the hand stretches out forever the lifted knee has the eternity though not the sadness of the grave aziz was full of civilization this evening complete dignified rather hard and it was with diffidence that the other said yes certainly you must let off miss quested easily she must pay all your cost that is only fair but do not treat her like a conquered enemy is she wealthy i depute you to find out the sums mentioned at dinner when you all got so excited they would ruin her they are perfectly pro- preposterous look here i am looking though it gets a bit dark i see cyril fielding to be a very nice chap indeed and my best friend but in some ways a fool you think that by letting miss quested off easily i shall make a better reputation for myself and indians generally no no it will be put down to weakness and the attempt to gain promotion officially i have decided to have nothing more to do with british india as a matter of fact i shall seek service in some muslim state such as hyderabad bhopal where englishmen cannot insult me any more don't counsel me otherwise in the course of a long talk with miss quested i don't want to hear your long talks be quiet in the course of a long talk with miss quested i have begun to understand her character it's not an easy one she being a prig but she is perfectly genuine and very brave when she saw she was wrong she pulled herself up with a jerk and said so i want you to realize what that means all her friends around her the entire british raj pushing her forward she stops sends the whole thing to smitherness in her place i should have funked it but she stopped and almost did she become a national heroine but my students ran us down a side street before the crowd caught flame do treat her considerately she really must not get the worst of both worlds i know what all these he indicated the shrouded forms on the roof will want but you must not listen to them be merciful act like one of your six mogul emperors or all the six rolled into one not even mogul emperors showed mercy until they received an apology she'll apologize if that's the trouble he cried sitting up look i'll make you an offer dictate to me whatever form of words you like and this time tomorrow i'll bring it back signed this is not instead of any public apology she may make you in law it's an addition dear dr aziz i wish you had come into the cave i am an awful old hag and it is my last chance will she sign that well good night good night it's time to go to sleep after that good night i suppose it is oh i wish you wouldn't make that kind of remark he continued after a pause it is the one thing in you i can't put up with i put up with all things in you so what is to be done well you hurt me by saying it good night there was silence then dreamily but with deep feeling the voice said cyril i have had an idea which will satisfy your tender mind i shall consult mrs moore opening his eyes 
and beholding thousands of stars he could not reply this silenced him her opinion will solve everything i can trust her so absolutely if she advises me to pardon this girl i shall do so she will counsel me nothing against my real and true honor as you might let us discuss that tomorrow morning is it not strange i keep on forgetting she has left india during the shouting of her name in court i fancied she was present i had shut my eyes i confused myself on purpose to deaden the pain now this very instant i forgot again i shall be obliged to write she is now far away well on her way toward ralph and stella to whom to those other children i have not heard of other children just as i have two boys and a girl so has mrs moore she told me in the mosque i knew her so slightly i have seen her but three times but i know she is an oriental you are so fantastic miss quested you won't treat her generously while over mrs moore there is this elaborate chivalry miss quested anyhow behaved decently this morning whereas the old lady never did anything for you at all and it is pure conjecture that she would have come forward in your favor it only rests on servants gossip your emotions never seem in proportion to their objects aziz is emotion a sack of potatoes so much the pound to be measured out am i a machine i shall be told i can use up my motion by using them next i should have thought you could it sounds common sense you can't eat your cake and have it even in the world of the spirit if you ate right there is no point in any friendship it all comes down to give and take or give and return which is disgusting and we had better all leap over this parapet and kill ourselves is anything wrong with you this evening that you grow so materialistic your unfairness is worse than my materialism i see anything further to complain of he was good tempered and affectionate but a little formidable imprisonment had made channels for his character which would never fluctuate as widely now as in the past because it is far better you put all your difficulties before me if we are to be friends forever you do not like mrs moore and are annoyed because i do however you will like her in time when a person really dead is supposed to be alive and unhealthiness infects the conversation fielding could not stand the tension any longer and blurted out i'm sorry to say mrs moore's dead but hamidullah who had been listening to all their talks and did not want the festive evening spoiled cried from the adjoining bed aziz he is trying to pull your leg don't believe him the villain i do not believe him said aziz he was injured to practical jokes even of this type fielding said no more facts are facts and everyone would learn of mrs moore's death in the morning but it struck him that people are not really dead until they are felt to be dead as long as there is some misunderstanding about them they possess a sort of immortality an experience of his own confirmed this 
Many years ago, he had lost a great friend, a woman, who believed in the Christian heaven and assured him that after the changes and chances of this mortal life, they would meet it in again. Fielding was a black, frank atheist, but he respected every opinion his friend held. To do this is essential in friendship. And it seemed to him for a time that the dead awaited him, and when the illusion faded, it left behind it an emptiness that was almost guilt. This is really the end, he thought, and I gave her the final blow. He had tried to kill Mrs. Moore this evening on the roof of the Nawab Bahadur's house, but she still eluded him, and the atmosphere remained tranquil. Presently the moon rose, the exhausted crescent that precedes the sun, and shortly after men and oxen began their interminable labor, and the gracious interlude which he had tried to curtail came to its natural conclusion.